Hey everybody, welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast. We're doing episode nine, and this one, this one is one of my favorites. They're all my favorites, but Chinuch Habanim, where we talk about bringing up children in today's day and age. Now, this is something that Baruch Hashem, both Yossi and I, have been to many different parts of the world to not only lecture, but to also give hands-on advice. Probably the number one email that I get from so many people is questions about children, questions about how to not only interact with our own children, but really how to get into their hearts, how to get into their souls, and how to really see the world from the childlike perspective. Thankfully, Yassi and I have kept ourselves so immature throughout all of our lives that we still look at the world from a childlike perspective. And we'll be able to give you that perspective, Bezat Hashem, in this podcast. Really, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I really, really hope you guys enjoy. But before we begin, look, guys, I have one favor to ask you. Um, just do this. Just do this. You know, a lot of people like Reverend Shushan, thank you so much for what we do for you. This is what you can do. After you listen or watch this podcast, I want you to do yourself a favor because when, when I saw this, I was blown away. You gotta check out Yadla Achim's website. Now, this website was made specifically for the Two Cent Podcast. What's a Two Cent Podcast? You're listening to it. <laughs> for our podcast. And it is saveaworld.org. Uh, when Yassi does this, he likes to say www beforehand. I- I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say saveaworld.org, S-A-V-E, aworld.org. Now, trust me, it's really going to give you such an incredible take on what Yad Lachem does, and it's going to change you. Uh, really, your life is going to change when you see what Yidin are doing. And aside from saving lives, aside from literally a pigeon shvuyim, that we ourselves can have a take in, but just get to see how much Kalal Yisrael cares for every last neshama. This podcast is really about getting into the neshamot of our children. Yad La'acham is about saving the neshamot of all of Kalal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael and beyond. Uh, today we're going to have a short conversation actually with the director of Yad La'acham, Nisan Gans, and really it's going to be a great one. So I look forward, but until then, enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Cents Podcast. I am Rabbi Ari Ben-Shushan. I'm Yassi Ben-Shushan. And we are going to share our two cents with you. Mm. Um, it's a name, good name, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to, to, to the Haley Ganachi Gordon from Meaningful Minute for everything that he's he doing. He came up with that? But, um, I, well, somebody came up with it. Someone uh, came up with he it. He had like a whole Someone team. came up with it and it wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, yes, one second. Uh, do you remember the name that you came up with? Because I really liked it. Um, remember, if I'm going to have to remember it. Know. Yeah, it, it was really good. Oh, we were thinking about Jushan's brother's podcast, but yeah. then Yassi really did come up with a great name. I'll remember it was, it. But it was a little bit long. Uh, we yeah. have to give a look um, at what it was. I liked talking, speaking. No, you had a really I, no, good no, one. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying I like that one. I, I had a different one. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so today's podcast. So this is one that's very, very dear to our hearts. Um, all of them really are dear to our hearts, but this one in particular, today we will be talking about Chinuch Habanim, the Habanot. We'll be talking about Chinuch for children. Right. Um, this is something that we've gotten, just asked the request, many different other Shabbatonim or events. Yeah. Uh, we've been asked to really share our two cents with this people. Is, yeah, this is one of those uh, very, very, very common um, topics. And, and, and so many times uh, if I get emails uh, about parents and different things. So I have a series on this. And I love saying how I have a series when I don't have a series. Rabbi Berkowitz has a series on this. And all I did was just plagiarize everything uh, that came out of the Haley of Berkowitz's mouth. As opposed to everything else that we're right, saying. As opposed to everything else, right. That, uh, <laughs> so basically, Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Berkowitz taught us about it. And so therefore now, uh, you know, we, we can, can have, let you know. <laughs> yeah, we can have our say. Um, so <clears> enough, <throat> uh, let's jump right into it, shall we? Chinuch. 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 So Chinuch is something that really we start out um, from... I believe the same place, which is that Rav Berkowitz would always say to us, you have to understand that chinuch is something of, honestly, you working on yourself. That's really it. You know, Rav Berkowitz would love to say, 
you have parenting books out there, you know, secular parenting books inside the world. And these are there to give you the feeling as if, look, you did it. You had kids and they're driving you crazy and life is just really difficult with them. So we'll give you certain ways to cope. We'll give you certain ways to kind of deal with the situation. That's really not what um, this kind of class is going to be about. More than that is, is that what if your kids don't stick to the script? Meaning a lot of parents tell me, you know, I read all the books. It would just be great if my kids can read the Chinuch books and let them know, you know, you have these certain books that say, and then, and then say to your child yeah. and listen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you say all that, but then your kid just goes right off the rails and he doesn't follow that cute little comic that you saw inside that parenting book. You're like, one second, you know, big warning bells over here. My kid's not following along inside the script that's set for yep. them. Yep. So Rabbi Berkowitz and start off with just this thought they would have by the Beta Mikdash. Uh, to bring in the Torah tells us uh, to have the Torah being read by the Kohen Gadol, but everybody, everybody would bring their children to this gathering. Doesn't make a difference how young they were, but everybody would bring in their kids. And Rashi over there explains why are you bringing like a two-year-old? Why are you bringing somebody who's so young? It's not locus ages, but why are you bringing them so young? And Rashi explains, Lenoten tzchar lemevi'am, to give schar, to give reward to those who bring them. Right. And Rav Berkowitz said, you have to understand that all of chinuch and really marriage is about this idea of bringing schar to those who bring them up. Meaning that it's the most amazing thing that Hashem gave us because in order for you to be a terrific parent, it has to be that you are worked on, you've introspected, you've controlled yourself. (coughs) Nothing in this world is going to challenge you more to become the greatest that you can better than marriage and having kids. And so therefore, to give schar, to give reward to those who bring them, to really give reward. And before I give over the mic to you, Yas, just one more thought. You know, we're supposed to be we're supposed to go in the way of Hashem, right? We're supposed to do things that make us like Hashem. And a parent has to understand, Hashem made us Hashem made us in His image. And we get to do the most incredible thing. We get to play God and make our kids in our own image. Mm. There's nothing in this world, I feel, that's more godlike than bringing up children. And so if you want to have Olam Haba, which the Ramchal and Derech Hashem tells us, the way that you build it, the way you get that ultimate good is being davuk, connected to God by being domeh, by almost mimicking or being like Hashem. There's nothing greater. So you have to look at yourself like I'm being God, like I'm giving and giving. And we're going to go through some ideas today of how to make that chinuch a reality. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I remember when, um, sorry, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> um, I remember. God, please get comfortable, Yossi. No, because I, I keep hitting into things. <laughs> I always have, you know, I remember one time we went to meet. It was me, you, and Moshe Benayon. And we went to meet someone on Paran. I, I don't remember the rest of the story. It was a kid that you were going to take in, but he needed a little bit of counseling or something. And we were going to meet him and his parents to see if I could do something. There was something about it. And we sat down at, at, at Cafe Naaman on Paran over there. And I think I was the first one there. And I had like eight drinks in front of me. And you're like, <laughs> 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 like yes, are you, uh, you thirsty? I, I, I have so much requirement. I'm a very big prima donna. You should know when it comes to like speaking, we should have said this on the speaking one. Like what's your required, you know, thing. I, my required thing is liquids. I have so many blue M and M's. I have so many requirements like coffee. You'll see, I you'll, very rare that you will ever see me do a speech without coffee, without things in front of me. So it's hard for me to get situated sometimes. Because I like hiding behind like a screen and a computer and things that I don't use. <laughs> it's, it's been dead for two years. <laughs> um, okay, so I remember during my chassan shmuz, Rav Asher Rubenstein, Rosh Hashanah Rubenstein, that Ashi, my, my little Ashi's name for, um, he, uh, he said to me, he was like, realize it's all your fault. That, that's the answer to everything from now on for forever is that it's all your fault. What do you mean by that? People ask me all the time. People email me all the time. You know, we always speak about working on yourself and being bigger and, and, and working to become bigger. And they're like, well, where do I start? What do I work on? What do I work on? So I don't know, but I will tell you this, whatever the fights in your life with the people closest to you are being caused from work on that first, that that's your, that's your roadmap. Your roadmap are the people around you. And the Mishnah Avot says that, you know, 
Ruach Habriyas Nachemenu, I think. I think the thing. Right. Ruach Habriyas Nachemenu, you know, Ruach Hamakam Nachemenu. So any time that we use the people around us as a barometer of how we do, how are we doing? So, you know, we always want to use that last. Be like, that person, I'm never going to get along. That, no, no, no. The Rebbe don't put these people in your life on purpose. So Rav Asher said to me, it's all your fault. What does that mean? He's like, let's say you don't like clumsy people. That was, that was his example. You don't like when people step on your toes. People can take that in different ways. So you, you don't like clumsy people. He's like, so you meet a girl and she's not. She's like straight, unbelievable. She's, you know, she's agile as anything. I don't know. She has unbelievable reflexes. I don't, so, and, and, and you, uh, you, you, you get married. He's like, I guarantee you, the minute you walk out from under that chuppa, she's going to trip. The minute you walk out from under that chuppa, she's going to all of a sudden become clumsy. He's like, that's not her fault. That's your fault. Wow. Because your peccadillas, your issues, your things, your nuances is what the Rabbanu Shalom now is putting into your life for you to work on. It's the same thing with marriage. It's the same thing with kids. Is that if you have that one thing, how many parents have said this to me? I don't care if he learns. I don't care if he goes to school. I don't care if he does what well. I don't care if he But he has to put on tefillin once a day. I'm saying he has to put on tefillin, uh, uh, um, you know, before Sma Kriyashma. He has to this. He has to that. I'm like, no, no, no. You see, that's your thing. That's your peccadillo. You can't stand it when people don't do that. Almost guaranteed your kids are going to struggle with that because you have to now work on that. That is, that is a guarantee. <laughs> I know, I'm just laughing because, okay, well, tell, let's, let, well, we'll let's share it. this with but, the world. I just want to yeah, tell I'll them. Go for it. Um, I can't stand chewing. Yeah, see, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I was going to say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I have this thing. It's, right. um, what's it called again? I, I, it's I, not real. It's a thing, and it drives me absolutely batty. Um, it drives me crazy. I remember writing you a birthday card when I was six years old. <laughs> I wrote you a birthday card that was a drawing and a birthday card, and it said, for the whole day today, I won't eat so you don't have to listen to me chew. Yeah. I, it, oh, gosh. Mesophonic. 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 I suffer from misophonia, and it happens to be that... Um, like I just want to know how you're going to do this. Exactly. No, exactly what you're saying. Because sometimes it sounds like I'm not at a dinner table. I'm at a construction site. <laughs> with your sons. Yeah, with my, with my kids. And it, it, it's something that I, I see, like exactly what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with my kids. They're allowed to chew. There's right. something wrong with you. It's right. my fault. Right. And Hashem's going to dafka have them chew louder than, than the average kid. In order, in order to make you, in order to make you work on that, and so the the, the number one thing you're gonna rhyme, remind me about this tonight. Oh, oh, it's Friday, sure. by the way. Yeah, tonight by Friday. Oh yeah, night. oh yeah. yeah. When the we soup comes out, we have <laughs> we have ribs and soup. That's all we're serving tonight: ribs, soup, and anise. And that's all that's right. being served that's Just all there is to it. So, um, so I, I think the first thing anyone has to work on, you know, if we're talking about chenach, and I, I, I like I said in our last podcast also. If you don't have kids, if you're not even married, it doesn't matter. This is still you. This is still you. We're still talking to you. You are being mechanach people left and right. And you don't realize it, right? Uh, the Mishnah says, um, right? That, that's not talking to just Rebbeim. That's talking to everyone. People are your Talmidim. They're going to see from you how to act. Now, how many people do we know that aren't Rebbeim, that aren't Rebbeim, but we see how they act? You know, it just pops into my head like Butchie Sutton. What are you? Right? You know, uh, all these people that like you, you meet them and you're like, I want to be... I want to have that dedication to Tyra. I want to have that dedication to think that that person has. So I'm saying, you know, as a general, as a general term, this applies to everybody. That having been said, the first thing we need to work on, if you want to have solid chinuch in your house, and a guy who's by the kolel now emailed me last week. I think I might have emailed you also. He said to me, emailed me last week, and he's like, I just want you to know, I heard you on something, and. Um, and Rebbe said the same exact, like, word for word the next day. Beautiful. You know, I, was like, I was like, that's a huge honor. If yep. I wasn't stealing it from him, it would have been even bigger. But yeah. <laughs> so I was like, who do you think said that first? I mean, he wasn't listening to me the night before live. And I was like, I should put that in. Yeah. Like, that's not how that happened. So, but, but in general, the, the, the point I was making there was that the first thing to work on is to make sure that there is a solid foundation, a solid structure. Solid shalom bias is everything. If you want your kids to listen to you, there is a very simple recipe. You show them how obsessively happy and in love you are in your life. You show them how obsessively happy you are. And of 10 years ago, 
and it's a lot less than that. But let's just say chinuch of ten years ago is complete. We're dealing with a completely different world right now. We have to up our game so much. We have to actively know in our cheshbon and nefesh every single night. We have to tick off. I showed affection to, towards my wife in front of my children today. I showed affection today towards you know bringing home flowers is not only an Arab Shabbos thing. Dafka should happen at, at other points. And I'm just using that as an example. I showed affection today. I showed my children that I love my life. I love where I am. I love what I'm doing. Showing that is key, 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 key. If you don't, if there's always conscious stripes, there's always conscious, they pick up on it. Kids are, there's a famous uh, um, rock song, if you will. This is WC. Once you're here, it's WPA. Top 10. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a famous rock song that says, it's a guy singing to his daughter, and he says, your eyes see straight through me and speak to me without a sound. And it's so true. They they see everything. They pick up everything. You cannot lie to your kids. I don't mean you can't lie with your mouth. You can't lie. You can't. You can't pull it off. They know. They know. They're they walking know talking lie detectors. Yeah, they, they know when there's a fight going on. They know things are going on. You have to work on yourself so deeply and so strong to give them that foundation. Because I'm telling you right now, you could do everything else wrong after that. And I've seen situations. You could do everything wrong after that. You could, you know, not show them, you know, the learning at home and your Shabbos table could be a mess and you can miss minyanim and you can, you could do everything wrong after that. Your kids will still find their way in a healthy manner in this world because obviously barring extreme circumstances, if you beat them after that, I don't think it's going to work, but, but barring extreme circumstances, they will find their way in this world beautifully because they had that foundation. So beautiful. I I, I do want, want to say just one thing. Uh, the understanding of it's all your fault. I, 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 right. I, I, I just want to know because like the way that Riv Berkowitz would even start out his kind of series is to say, um, it's not your fault, but he agrees obviously with, with right. what we're saying. It's your fault. What you're also trying to say is that you have to work on your, was, you, yourself. Yeah. It was, it was Ravasha's style of talking. Ravasha, he meant yeah, it's your responsibility. Your responsibility. Uh, but the way Riv Berkowitz would listen to this, he would say always, he would always start off the Chinuch class from Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. And he would say, um, the Pasuk tells us that um, I forgot the exact lesson of the Pasuk. We should really look up stuff before, yeah, we, before sit we sit down, snap. right? Yeah. But over there by Yishmael, after Yishmael was sent out from Avraham because Yishmael was um, uh, really a very bad influence to Yitzhak, uh, an influence was trying to kill Yitzhak. So he would go and uh, tell us that the Pasuk says, that when Yishmael was brought up, Hashem was with him. Hashem was with, Hashem brought up Yishmael, says Rucham Shmulevet. The end of the Pasuk says, Vahirova Keshet. The end of the Pasuk says, and he was an archer. That's it. He went to go be a hunter. Frank Rucham Shmulevet, whoa. What? He says, ah, what? Mm-hmm. You know, Hashem mm-hmm. brought him up and Hashem couldn't do a better job right, yeah. than just make him into a hunter. And Enfert, he answers, Rucham Shmulevet says, yeah, that's right. Art. Hashem couldn't do better because a child has a nature and a nurture and we do the best that we can. We do the best that we can. They say that the Chavetz Chaim, um, after his mother passed away, they were clearing out the stuff in the house and they asked the Chavetz Chaim, any mementos, anything that you want from your mother's house? And he said, bring me my mother's Tehillim because the Tehillim that she cried in, you wouldn't have a Chavetz Chaim in this world if not for her crying to Tehillim. Meaning, of course, we have to understand we daven to Hashem for all the Siyat Deshmaya possible. Um, there was a guy who came over to me once on a Shabbaton Yas, and he said to me, do you agree that it's always the parents' fault if kids go off the dark? And, and I said, no. Huge statement. I, 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 <laughs> I said, no. He's like, so you mean, and he was doing it as if like he was filming me. This was on Shabbos. Yeah. So you mean to say to me that it's not the parent? I said, no. no. <laughs> you know, uh, there's so many outside facts. Yeah. And I said to me, you realize to say that it's always the parents. I didn't say all. I said generally, like 99% of the time. I, 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 and then I told him this piece of Rukham Shmulevitz and still like he just walked away all upset. So I just want to tell parents, relax. Yeah. Meaning yeah. the worst thing you can do is to put the pressure on yourself. It goes, it goes against everything that Yossi just said, 100%. which is that you got to do this relax. Right. But of course, there's a hishtadlas. Of course, right. I Hashem, had a point to get to that. The anxiety yeah, of parenting, uh, of, is, of parenting yeah. is something sometimes where you're just so afraid that you're going to do the wrong thing that right. you will automatically do the wrong thing. Um, we have to understand, therefore, that like Yossi was saying, Simcha in the home. Simcha in the home is the number one thing that Rav Berkowitz would always say to us that has to be done. But now we really have to talk about what this concept is 
of Simchan Dahom. Right. What does it mean to have a joyous home? So Yossi said, bring home flowers, not just then. Of course not. You know, you oh, bring yeah, home stuff yeah, all the yeah. time. But like Yossi was saying, that parents are there with each other the whole time and kids are just pick up on every nuance. For a kid to see a father and a mother just laugh at a joke Ooh. with each other, it's just, to them it means that there's joy going on the whole time. 100%. And a home has to be filled with joy all the time. It's supposed to be a 24-hour party. Right. It's supposed to feel, now I don't mean that you're jumping up with pom-poms the whole time, but there's supposed to be that the fail-safe inside the home is something where the kids feel not just loved. Kids know you love them, but kids feel that there's just such joy to living. Noach la'adam, Misha nivra, Misha lo nivra should be their attitude, like Beis Hillel. It's better that they have been born than not been born. If they're walking around passing like Beis Shammai, that it's better I wasn't born than right. born, then we got a big problem. Right. And that's a direct connection to the joy inside the home. That's something that people really have to start to take into account, that that joy of life is something. Mothers, Yossi, who are yelling about everything all the time, yelling about everything. So number one, if you're yelling about everything all the time, then nothing is important. Right. Meaning if right. you're yelling that the no kid- No one's gonna take it seriously. Right, if you're yelling that the kid crawled up on the counter to take a cookie and you momish lose it, so then when your kid actually does something that does deserve yelling, your kid walks into the street, God forbid, and you really wanna give it to them, the kid thinks walking into the street is on the same level as mm-hmm. going to just take a cookie. And that is something where we have to relegate ourselves to use the tools inside a tool chest. It's like Apex Technical School. <laughs> Very good. It's just, you have to say it, you know, you learn to use the tool, then it gets put into your tool chest. The tool, there are disciplining. We're not going to get to all of it now in the podcast. There's disciplining, there's security, but all of these different things, if you throw out so much yelling all the time, then you become a house where you become white noise. Right. The kids just don't hear your words yeah, anymore. 100%. I remember, um, I think it was David Kaplan, um, was like, uh, he was a pharmacist. He was saying, uh, <laughs> It was a great, he's very funny. He he's saying, terrific. He's fantastic. He was saying, he had a great one one time. He was like, what message? He's like, I want to tell you something that would happen normally. He's like, and then I want to explain it. Kid comes home from school, right? Just had a whole day of school. Kid comes home from school and puts his, you know, puts his mishnayas on the, on the dining room table. Like Thursday night, mom's trying to set up the table for, puts his mishnayas on. And his mother's like, you know, y'all can I get in here again? Your mishnayas is on the table again. How many times I tell you to put it on there? He's like, it's his mishnayas. He put it on the table. Like you're yelling at him about a mishnayas that he put on the table. Do you do you hear how many messages are being sent by doing that? The mishnayas doesn't belong on the table. You should not. But to all of it, it's just when we're young. So Rabbi Berkowitz had such a great thing about this. Someone was asking, you know, a kid who breaks a, a vase vase. Vase vase. That's what I call them now because you did not jump over the vase. I know a vase vase. Oh yeah, you have because ha- there's no. I'm 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 a liberal. <laughs> you have to make sure you don't I offend. Call them. <laughs> That's I call right. Them what everyone else wants to hear. So he breaks it. You know what he's supposed to do? It's vase. Okay. Yeah. He what are you supposed to do? And Rickwood says something along. This isn't the exact quote, but he's uh, paraphrasing. But he says something along the lines of "Buy more plastic." You know, <laughs> because what are you Kids doing? Don't live what, in a museum. Yeah. What are you What are you doing having a vase in your house if you have a little kid? He's more important than that vase. You, you'll have time for that in a hundred years from now. You know, you, you have no business having that. So to have yelling going on, I remember I was talking to a guy, uh, they were designing a house and uh, the, the couple was at our house like for a meal or something and they were talking about it and the guy kept saying, he's like, as long as the speaker system is on point, I don't care. Like, they're a little bit, they were wealthier people. As long as the speaker system is on point, I don't care. She was like, enough with the speaker system. It's like, as long as... I know the guy a little bit, and he's not a musician. He's not even a big music guy. I was like, are you going to have a speaker system going through your whole house where you get to, like, play God? Where and you saw the guy, like... He was Ding! Like, yeah, that's ingenious. I was like, what's about the speaker system? He was like, I, I very much believe that... He's like, when I wake my kids up in the morning, when I put them to sleep at night, when I, he's like, I want music playing. Across. He's like, when they come home from school, he's like, I want music playing Beautiful. in my whole house. He's like, I want a speaker system that reaches everywhere, outdoors, indoors, everywhere. And I was like, that's that's so amazing. Like, that was his only concern. That was so amazing that like you want to hear that. You want to have that going on. You have to have simcha in the house. It is 
It's not important. It is the only rule. Everything else, in my opinion, and maybe I'm going to the extreme. It's like what Base Hillel. It's like that. what Base Hillel said when the guy asked him, "Could you give me all of Tyra on one leg?" Right, and he said, "Vahaf the Rebbe and now everything else is just a purish to that, that. And go learn it. When it comes, beautiful. When it comes when to it, Chanuch, everything is be besimcha in that house. Have your house be known to your kids as a joyous place. If you can pull that off, or when you pull that off. They are going to do amazing. Okay, everybody, our favorite part of the podcast. It's a time we get to talk about Yad La'achem. Now, in Chinuch Banim specifically, this one, this one really, another aspect, opening up another part of their black ops that we don't know about. Yes, they have like over 90 older brother, sister type of things, right? big brother, big sister things right now, where they're helping out so many kids. So, yes, I don't want to just say donate. This is the episode, Yad Me'achim. Where the money comes from the brothers, me and you. Oh, that just happened. That just happened. So, Yad Le'achim, here it comes. Yes, the Gematria, any good Sephardi knows this, of Ben is 52. Gematria Ben, a child. Yes, I want people to give full-on Ben on this episode. I'm giving for three Bens right now. I'm giving 52, 52, 52. You're going to match us. Nachi told me he's matching us also. So too bad on him. Meaningful minute also. So yes, that's nine children. You can be the minion to make the 10th Ben right now to go ahead and go do that. So go to saveaworld.org. Come on, guys. We want everybody listening to this podcast, saveaworld.org. Right when we're done, take a Ben, take a Ben, take a Ben. Or boss, if, you are, if you're feeling like taking a boss, that's 402, baby. You go and you do that. So here it is, the Chinuch Banim episode, right inside your comment over there. When you give and saveaworld.org, how many bends or how many bosses you are going to be giving towards. And now, yes, back to our episode. On the line of, is it always the parents' fault? I, I will say this, and, and it's a little bit controversial, but when, if finger pointing is going to happen, yeah, the finger should get pointed more at the home than anywhere else in the school or in it, barring extreme circumstances. Yeah. My issue is I have no idea who invented this finger pointing thing because the Rabbi Shalom set up a very specific journey per person. And you don't get to decide better than Hashem why this kid is where he is. I want to use that just to segue into, in, into another point. I was going with my wife to a very big Chinuch expert in, in Eretz Yisrael. And... We wanted to go to ask specific questions about uh, moving to America or this and that. This is this this goes way before we even did it. Which I, is a good point. You're saying ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. point. We should. I wrote write. an article about this a while ago. It was a question and answer about like, you know like you could believe that you're the greatest, but yeah, yeah. it could just be because you're in this situation. For sure. Ask questions. Went to send the kid the question of the. It was one. Of, it was one of the Mishpach articles. It was a question. It was when do you send the kid to therapy or something like that? And should, and my answer, it, it was a few questions there, but one of the answers, one of the questions that I was answering was about parents going for the, I'm like, always go. You, you Parents always go get your information first before we start sending the kid anywhere. If it's therapy that you need our coaching, that you need parenting coaching, so then go to that. Don't worry about it. Go, go for that. Always be educating yourself. My wife and I are always involved. I'm not saying we're the best parents. We're not. But we're always involved in some sort of chinuch learning, whether it's Rabbi Spetner, whether it's Rabbi Berkowitz's thing, which go, you know, a lot of times hand go hand, hand in hand. Um, whether it's any of those things, we're always involved in some sort of, of um, chinuch push to, to do something better, either a book that we're involved in or anything just to push the letter of, of being better parents it has to be a constant that you're doing. Um, so I was going to this, uh, to, to this person, this chinuch expert. And I remember saying to my Rebbe, um, you know, that we were going, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Friedlander. I said to him that we're going. And he said to me, he's very, very, very good. He's very, very, he's very nice. He's mamsha mumcha. But I want you to know something. Although he's the mumcha, although he knows everything, just remember, you're the parents. Keep asking until you're comfortable with the answer. Keep asking for new things until you're comfortable with what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, it's so important for people to realize Let's say I'm the chenech expert. Let's say I really, I know what I'm doing. I want you to know something. If your kid went off the derech or if your kid's not doing well, if your kid's this or if your kid's that, the same exact thing, if not worse. No. 
not the same exact thing, worse would have happened if I was raising that kid. With all the knowledge, with all this, with all that, the same exact thing would have happened. I'm sorry, worse would have happened if I was around because I was not designed to be that kid's parent. You were designed to be the kid's parent. And this comes into the anxiety thing that everyone's always freaking out. They don't know what to do and they'd rather do nothing. And yeah, the, the best kind of sometimes is to do nothing if you don't know what to do. That's fine. My point is, is that Hashem gave you these kids. He didn't give them to me. He didn't give them to anyone else. You need to be confident in what you're doing. Even if you don't know what you're doing. So then ask, 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 ask. Take courses. Do whatever it is. But get to that point that you are confident in the fact that the Rabbani Shalom gave you these kids. And no one else. Not your mother-in-law. Not your mother. Not your, not your siblings. He gave you this kid because you know what you are doing. And saying something like, well, I grew up this way, so I'm going to do this to my mm. kids. You have to understand that, was that one of my topics, yeah. Hashem yeah. didn't have your child grow up in the 1980s, although you were 1990s, like where you grew up. Hashem so had important. your child grow up now, and there are different things. And, and for the most part, we realize, I think everybody, uh, this is obvious, but maybe it should be said out loud. Um, you have to know that every style is different. And you were brought up in your era and he's brought up in his era. And even though you may think that there aren't that many years between them, there right. are hundreds of years between oh, them yeah. you know, when it comes to that. Especially so right now. Right now, nowadays, there, whatever the amount of years are in between when you grew up to when your kids grew up, add on 100 years yeah, to that. It, it is, it's, it's things have changed yeah. so much. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like Shacious Mabaracious. One of the ways that they answer how science has the world at 14 billion years and that we have it at 5,000. We say that your first initial days, each yeah. day was like 1,000 years. I would say in Chinuch, it's the same yeah. thing. Like it, it just, it's progressed I so a, much. Yeah, I have a pet peeve that that I have with myself more than other people, but I have a pet peeve. That would be hilarious. Imagine if you had a dog and you called it Peeve. Ah! <laughs> it would be funnier if it's a goldfish. Well, yeah. That's my pet. That's Peeve. a Peeve. Yeah, that, that's... Uh... Yeah. Take it around with you. That would be great. But I have a pet Peeve and um, it, it ruins the house. No. <laughs> if, you, if you rename an animal to be a Peeve. Though. So, um, no, but I have a pet Peeve that I have with myself more than other people and that is when I was like, when someone says, and you hear this all the time, um, I would never have spoken or even thought to have done that when I was. Uh, so, it, like, let's just take one line. I would never have spoken to my father that way. Let's just take into account one thing. Is one thing you said. I, I remember about uh, about Rav Maisha. Um, we were we were at a uh, Shabbos table one time, and a friend of ours was there, and he said uh, we were talking about helping out in the house or something. You know, something going on. You know, I don't think our father ever changed a pamper, you know, ever. Abba. Yeah, I don't think that ever happened. I honestly don't even think he knew that we wore no. pampers. <laughs> yeah. think, see, we were saying stuff like that or something. And he said, he was like, he was like you know, they say about Rav Misha that his, uh, his, I don't know if this is true or not, don't, you know, don't have me on this, but that his father-in-law said to his wife the, the day broom. they got married, that man is never, that Rav Misha, that man is never going to touch a mop, is never going to touch a broom. He, he, he can he never. Saw, it's in his biography. Rav Misha started to sweep. Right, and the father-in-law walked and in. He saw one time. He right. took the thing away and said, "That Gamar over there is me," you know, and he that's, gave it yeah, to his that's daughter. That's your business. This right, is my right, yeah. So, so he was saying, he was like, nowadays, he's like, go find that a guy who's not sitting there sweeping his floors instead of learning. And you said to him, I remember you said to him, you're like, uh, I don't want that. I'd rather sleep the floor. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like. I don't want the responsibility of having to become Rav Misha because I didn't sweep any floors. What are you going to tell Shemayim? So, exactly. <laughs> so, so at the end, so I remember that. And at the end of the day, when the parent says that, or when I say it, like, I would never have spoken to my father that way, I am not my father. And I don't want the responsibility uh, of having to come up afterwards and be like, you were raised by this, and you're this, and you're gonna, like, no, I, I don't want that, that. I am not the previous generation either. I don't have that depth of emuna. That these guys had? Are you kidding? Abba, Mama, like any, I'm just talking about anyone, whoever you are out there, your, your previous generations, you have the depth of what they had, that, that deep, deep. So we have a different fight and and we're great in a different way. You know, the, the, the Yetzirah nowadays are different. My point is, is that I'm not my father. Therefore, my son is not me. I'm going to raise him in the generation that he's being raised in. That a generation, by the way, that I'm the parent in. I'm, I'm also, I'm saying we're also in this generation. We have different fights than our parents had. We have different obstacles than our parents had. So the, the, the book has changed. There are professionals, there are ideas out there. 
and and you got to go seek them. But don't forget about your uh, you know your your responsibility here about the fact that the Rebbeinu gave you this kid because you do know you do have kochot already of, of of how to raise them. Yeah. I, I, so now, yes, I want to give everybody. To me, this has become a revolutionary tool. And again, I don't like to use the word tool because it's not about the tools. It's more about the attitude, like we've been saying with the happiness. But Rev Berkowitz said this one, and this was some, just something so unbelievable. Um, so number one, Rev Berkowitz told us a story about himself that he said that he grew up in a home where it was very yucky. You know, everything was always yeah. clean and everything was always... Uh, and um, his Rebbitzin grew up in a home where it was more Hamish. You know, everything was just... And he said... He remembers it was a Maitza Shabbos by Havdalah that his kids were being all just, you know, jumping around and loud and crazy. Fair. Yeah. And he was always used to having a Havdalah of bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum. <laughs> you know, just everybody would just, how long can Star was, Troopers just stand? <laughs> just stand just, I was trying to remember Darth Vader's name. I was like, Darth Vader would come every single week for her. And, and they're all just for standing there. Yeah. If I was a stormtrooper, yeah. you'd be like, when is he showing up? Like, dude, he can hear you. He uses the force. I'd be petrified. But, you know, he would sit and, you know, and his kids, and, and he told us, he started yelling at them. Now, I would love to hear a Berkowitz song just to hear it yell, yeah. you know, because the man has never, but this yeah. was years before. And he started yelling until he realized the only one in the room not acting their age was him. Oh. Six-year-old, seven-year-old is supposed to be jumping. He said, I made a decision at that moment that I'm going to always have joy by recognizing right. that my kids will not define me right. as my mood. Right. Right. Rather, right. we're going to do it right. the other 100%. way around. 100%. So listen to this. Rev Berkowitz, now I want to put this into practice. Rev Berkowitz said an incredible story. One of his children... Once got to, the kid was like 10 or 11 years old. One of his children got so upset at Riv Berkowitz, got so angry at Riv Berkowitz. And something, he told him you can't go to the park, something. The kid got so angry. The kid went over to a door. Now, you know, Israeli doors are very yeah, easy to yeah, take off their yeah. hinges. <laughs> the 10 year old, yes, he went over to the door. He's like, I'm so upset. He went over to the door and he pulled the door off the hinge. Riv Berkowitz looked at his wife. His wife looked at him and they both started laughing their heads off. They both thought it was the funniest, funniest thing in the world. Right. And then the kids started laughing. They all started laughing. And what could have been taking all the air out of the room and yelling, you know, dude, they started laughing because, now you may say, well, you have to tell your kid. You can't, yeah. your kid knows he's not allowed to pull doors off of hinges. Your kid knows he's not supposed to do right. that. But Rev Burkus would say a deeper thing, which is that, you can't lose your cool right. because then your kid sees that you are weaker than right. they had given you credit for. Right. And Abba, being a Mufasa, right. being a king, right. is that no matter what an eight-year-old does, you are a king. Rav Berkowitz would always say in certain um, parenting books, it says, don't say to the kid that you're bad. Say to your kid, you made mommy very angry. But then that means that your kid has control over you. Right. Then that means that your kid can actually do right. something to affect you. Learn to right. laugh. Right. And coming back before, you don't live in a museum. Right. Make sure you don't have things that they can right. crash. Or, yeah. But if they do certain things, start to laugh. And Yossi, you corrected me yesterday with this. Mm. I'm going to tell them the story. I don't care. Yeah. Yossi and I were sitting and we were ordering food from Lenny's Casita <laughs> oh, no. here in LA. No, we were ordering food. Right I'm going to say this story this because great. everybody... Vulnerability. We ordering, no, I'm very into this. We were ordering food from Lenny's Casita. Now, Yossi, is that a big deal? What? No, yeah, ordering yeah, the food yeah, is oh, a big yeah, deal. Oh, yeah. We had a laptop wait, wait, open. I mean, we just got together. We, we, this we is haven't why seen, we're here together. We haven't seen together so many months. We were going to have some Mexican food. And, and, some good, and yeah. there's no dining in by right, restaurants. Right, you have to order right. out. We have the laptop open. Now, right. this is uh, my we laptop. We for this all, all month. Yeah, my laptop is a touchscreen. And Avraham, oh my God, I love him. Yeah. He comes walking, my kid, Rambam, he comes walking up and he thinks, you know, he's going to be cool. He's going to be, now I'm in the screen and I'm trying to read. He walks up and he presses something to get, and I turn around, I'm like, what are you doing? Sweet, you're here. And this is what Yossi did. Yossi mom is saving. Yossi just started laughing and laughing and laughing. And then I started laughing. And what did Avraham do? Avraham started laughing. Because when you are not the parent, 
If we were in the room with Rev Berkowitz and his kid tore off the yeah, door, yeah, we were like, right. we would start laughing because right. if you can take yourself you out of it and don't learn it from the Joker, why so serious? Right, right. Don't take life so serious. If you can laugh right. with your kid at the moment, and this is a job, I would like to say 50% of the time right. I can laugh and then the other times I'm still right. working on this. Right. But Avraham started laughing. He started right. laughing. We all started laughing and that was it and we moved on. Avraham knows he's not supposed to touch the screen. Right. I don't have to tell him you don't do that. And right. unfortunately, I failed. I told him, Avram, right. you know, you don't yeah. do that. Right. Uh, what are you doing, Ari? Of course he right. knows you don't do that. Right. That's a perfect example. So so I, I just want to I want to have one because this is this is really powerful. So I, I want to have one just um, explanation or caveat. I don't know what, what you want to call it. Let's just get to it because it's really, really, really powerful. The reason that worked by Rabbi Berkowitz, because that would backfire on so many people, by the way. Laughing over there would backfire. And I want you to know why it would backfire. Genuine. No. Okay, let me hear. It would it, yes, but, but let me why? Hear, yeah, yeah. It would backfire because if you only laugh at people to belittle them, if when you laugh ever right, ah, if when you laugh call you it's offensive, if joy in your house is because you're belittling, is because you're making fun of people, is because it, it's this nasty, snarky thing, that when you laugh at that kid for taking off the door, you're making fun of him. You're not laughing at the situation, at the ridiculousness. It's not your reaction. You're laughing at him. So he gets hurt. He gets offended. He gets. But if Simcha in your home is the go-to, if you're always laughing with each other, and then he does that and you laugh, he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You're right. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And you all <laughs> laugh together. But it will backfire on you if you're not consistent about joy in your house. And, and you'll know that if the kid starts getting offended, he's like, you'll, you'll know, wait, the only time we laugh is when we're laughing at someone. The only time we laugh is when we're hurting someone is when we're, that's the, that's the yeah. happiness that he if, gets out of it. If your kid comes home and has a taich on a word in a pusik and you're like, who told you that taich? You told that trans, oh, my rebbe. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're rebbe. Yeah. You know, if that's a right. kind of laughing, right. so right. then it's if poison. If it's always snarky and if it's always what it goes, if when, if when, uh. If when the mother-in-law is coming, the first remarks are jokes of the mother-in-law coming and then everyone, everyone laughs at it, then yeah, it's, th- yeah. That, that's what's going to be. Because then when you laugh at them, they're like, oh, wait, I'm on the, right, the, 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 I'm on the receiving I, end. I'm on, yeah, I'm the butt of the joke. I, someone sent me a thing. You know, Every WhatsApp group has a break-off group. And if yours doesn't, then you're the reason they have a break off group. <laughs> so, so like, you know, then when you're not, when you're, when you're being laughed and you're the center of the laugh, it's not because you did something funny or because they love you or because of anything like that. It's because now you're the mother-in-law. And right. so it gets, it gets now, um, something to also understand over here, you know, um, uh, past that idea or past that thing. And it's so, it, it goes so deep, Simcha, it, Take into account anything, the Ramchal, the Mara, anything, any muster safe. It's the point of living, is to be happy. It is the whole point. Why did you have kids? Why did you have kids? And really remember, you got to remember. I always tell uh, new couples, forget the institute of marriage. Forget the whole concept. Forget it. Just forget it. Imagine you met a person, there was no such idea as marriage. There was no such thing. No one does it. And you met a person that you so deeply connected with, you're like, I can't stand the idea of not doing life with you. So let's just let's just make a pact between me and you. We're gonna do this together. Now, forget even stepping out on marriage. Not nothing to do yes, with any of that. Rev Berkowitz says, Mitzvah Gedalia is besimcha. It's a mimer of Chazal. Right. Where's it in the Torah? So you can say, but that's a yummy time. Rev Berkowitz said, I believe that it's the beautiful. makar is. That's it. Loving life. Loving life. Right. Loving everything. On every breath. I love life. So important. And like you're saying that the mitzvah of being besimcha is the fact that I love so much of everything that's happening. Don't we want to have that? That's like the basis of life itself. And then when you have that with another person, so now, and and if you didn't start your marriage off like that, if marriage hasn't been like that till now, if you haven't been married yet, if you're not married yet, then great. You can start like that. If people are resilient, Change it today. So change it today. People are resilient. Children are certainly resilient. You can yell at your kid and 10 yeah. minutes later, he'll be like, Abba, could you read me a book? For sure. Like, oh, I thought we were in a fight. No, right. you're no, not. No. Children are elastic like that. Change it now. 100%. So if you know, one of my favorite lines about marriage is that the average person gets married three times over the course of their life. <laughs> if you're lucky, it's to the same person. <laughs> See, it's, it's such an iron follow. What an iron So change everything. So change it now. Change it now. 
look at the person, really think about it and realize, I, I just want to do life with this person. Forget, and I don't mean to get into, you know, gray areas over here of, of our content, but I'm just saying, for, I'm not talking about the, we're together and you can never step out ever again. That's not what it is. That's not what I'm talking I'm talking about, we want to build together. We want to be together. Number one, as a side point, do you have any idea the growth a human being like that has? You know the dedication a person like that starts to have? Because the greatest working a person will ever do on himself is having a wife and having children. It is the greatest personal growth you will ever have. You're a nobody. That's why I should made it. I'm telling you. So now, so now that, that's what. And then once you're a building like that, you're, you're so into what you're doing in your house. You're so confident about this. You think it's so beautiful. You think it's so amazing. You say, we got to bring other people into this. You ever met a person? No, you ever met a person on a diet or on a thing that's really working for them? They're like, you got to try this diet. The guy's like, I'm thin. It doesn't matter. It's so good. good. You got to yeah, try right. this diet. You got to try this. You gotta... When you have that in your house, that's Simcha, by the way. That's Simcha. Simcha spills over. Simcha's not you laying in a bed and you're doing all well. You're high or you're drunk. Or... That's not Simcha. Simcha is, I, I am so filled up. I need to give this. I the need Maral and Memcha says Simcha means Shlemus. It means the totality. Exactly. And once you're total, you have you're, you're to overflow there. to you're others. There. So now once you have that, you say, wait a second, we can. We can have children. And we'll give this to them. We'll give this awesomeness to them. It stops becoming discipline. And it stops becoming trying to raise them a certain way or protect them. It's just giving them what you have. People who sit there all anxious about protecting their kids and making sure nothing happens. It's because you're not confident in what you're giving. That's right. You think everything outside is better. You think legitimately it's better. So you want to try to protect them from, from what it is. You also get offended now. You allow your kids to control you like puppets. And you get offended by them, by their actions, by their decisions. A kid who decides something differently than you. A kid who decides he wants to do something differently than you. I was at a Shabbat home one time for off the Derek kids. And for like, uh, it, I, I was there because of the uh, that angle, but it was a big shop town for a million different things. And someone came up to me, it's a true story. Certain people out there are about to get really offended by this. And I apologize, but you need to hear it. I'm sorry, you need to hear this. So someone, a, a couple comes over to me afterwards and I'm going to change the story around obviously, but you know, this is the gist of it. Someone comes over to me afterwards and he says to me, um, it was a, um, it was a, it was a, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm lying about 80% of the story, but the points are all true. Uh, a Hasidish couple comes up to me and says, uh, and says that they were a Satmar Hasidim, let's say, right? They weren't at all. I'm sure no Satmar Hasidim ever would do this. Okay. Nope. So they come over and they're like, uh, they're like, you know, we have a son who went off the derech and uh, he was mom. She almost married a, a shiksa. This, that really a very heart wrenching story. The mother was crying. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's uh, I'm like, how old is he now? They're like, he's, you know, he's in his thirties. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's deep. You know, that's, that's, you know, past certain points. And he's like, uh, he's like, I mean, you know, listen, his tire is amazing. I'm not saying not. And it's what I'm like, wait, is what? They're like, the shoe room he gives, it's amazing. But it's a, I'm like, he's a lecturer. He's like a university. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He came back. He's from. He's from now. He has a wife. He has kids. He's a rabbi. And he 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 speaks. And 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 he has good tire. I'm not saying not. It's just. I'm like, what? I, I don't understand. That's a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah. Right. What? What? The guy looked me in the eyes. Harry, tears were coming down his face. Did he have to become Lubavitch? Wow. Did he have to do that? Wow. Like a, I swear to you, this was a, like a dagger in my heart he did. Like a dagger wow. in my heart he did. And I'm looking at him, I'm looking at his wife, his wife's bowling. I'm like, and I, one of the only times I've ever done this, I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't understand you and I can't help you. I think you need someone else. Wow. And they were like in shock. I'm like, I understand it's a very emotional for you. I get it. I have no idea where you're coming from. What I deal with is very different. I'm sorry. I, I wow. Can't help you. What was he so offended by? There's so much there, Yasi. What was he so offended she by? She brought up the story the last minute or two of this. I know, but, but it's what was so, he so yeah. offended? So offended by these parents, not these parents. I also, we get so offended by this. Why? Because we're not confident in what we're giving. It's because we're not confident in who we are. You should be thrilled that if your I was kid confident is in using who I am, my, my, and my kid wants to broaden that horizon. Your son, Azrael, is one of the most talented artists Hamza, I Hamza. know. Hamza, 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 Are you offended by the fact that him at 12 is by far, no offense, a much better artist He's than you? so much better than me all day. It's the greatest joy of exactly. my life to see exactly. that. Exactly. Now that, most parents will, would be like, I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Now what if he branches out? In, I'm within, petrified for him. Okay, right. yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot that comes in. But what if he branches out into different types of learning, into different types of things? Allow him, allow him, allow him, love him, love him. And show him how happy you are 
it will never ever go to waste. You show how happy it never ever goes to waste. Yes, I I, I want to end off this podcast with just one thing because whenever I give the, this kind of speech, people come up to me afterwards and they always say, "Well, okay, because you bet your shots are always happy when <laughs> we're, 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 we're the most pessimistic, angry people you've ever so, met." I get so um, I get so, we I, are I, full of judging people. I get this for all a different day. time. I get so I get so yeah, angry. People don't understand so the fight, but, but yes, I, I want to end off because Berkowitz said this, and this is a beautiful way. To end off, which is this. Rav Berkowitz said that when Yaina Hanavi, at the end of his life, Yaina is laying there and it says, I want to die more than I want to live. Right. And Hashem comes and Hashem starts to talk to him and Hashem sends him the tree and the worm and Hashem tells him, right. what, you wanted me to kill all of Ninveira? Frek the Vilna Gain, I don't understand. How in the world was Yaina speaking to Hashem if he was so sad, he was so depressed? He said, kill me, I want to die. He said, how could he speak if Yaakov we Avinu know Yaakov yeah. Avinu for 22 years when yeah. somebody is so sad they don't have Nevoah and we see over here he had Nevoah said Rav Berkowitz and Bisham the Vilna Gayan all because you're in pain who said you can't be happy oh oh, oh. Ooh, wow. <laughs> right? oh I love it Yoyna Hanavi oh, was wow. Yoyna Hanavi was in pain and he was in pain he said but give me death but Yoyna was laughing while he said it. wow Rabbi Isai everybody out there we That's all have beautiful. pain. We all have suffering. We all have things that we go through that are difficult, but it doesn't mean that you ever hit the switch on the simcha going on in your home. The simcha is a constant. The simcha has to go forever. And gufa, sometimes within the pain, you're allowed to cry in front of your kids. You're allowed to show emotion in front of your kids because that's the totality of what Simcha offers. So Bezat Hashem, you know, yes, we're going to have to do another one of these also. Uh, There's one, so much uh, more to speak about. There's going to be a part two. There has to be a part two. But, Spoiled, the fear of spoiling kids, anxiety of parenting, but, just but, so much. But so many people may think that Yossi and I sometimes sit down and like we talk with each other about what to speak about. We both came with our own notes and the both of us had, number one, Simcha in the home. Simcha in the home. There's yeah, no, yeah that was the number one thing. If, if, if I was going to leave the world with one thing, like if they're going to, if I had to leave right now and they're going to say one thing, it wouldn't just be in the home. Just work simcha. on Simcha. Just work on Simcha. There you go. If you could just work on Simcha, I swear to you, you will find Tyra, you will find learning, you will find Derek Hertz, you will find everything. You will You'll find, find everything. life itself. You will find everything if you right. just work on Simcha. All right, everybody. This has been the Two Cents Podcast. My name is Ari Ben Shushan. Powered by the Meaningful Minute. And thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you so much to Magen Avot. To Magen Avot. That's thank right. You. Thank you to so much Rabbi, to Lebhar, Rabbi Lebhar. To Sammy Rabibo. Sammy Rabibo and everybody. And, uh, and obviously to Meaningful Minute, Nachi Gordon, everyone. This has been the Two Cent Podcast.